2: Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code DNVR when you sign up for a new account to get amazing odds boost every single day. Ruto, Jesse, Megan, coming at you live. Ooh, we're on the we're on the weird set. There we go. <laughs> now, we're, now we're here. Uh, gonna be talking about the, the Mount Rushmore of Colorado hockey here. It's something we've talked about before. Um, and look, basically before this season the Mount Rushmore was pretty straightforward. Sackick's on it. Woz on it. Forsberg's on it. That last spot maybe goes to foot. Maybe goes to Hayduke, But there wasn't really much of a conversation about which guys were going to be on the Mount Rushmore. But after this last season and the Avs winning a championship, it's certainly starting to change if it hasn't completely changed. So, I I do think it's a conversation that is beginning to get a whole lot more interesting than it used to be. Um, But I want to start with the guys that are already on the thing because at this point, when you count Joe Sackick as what he's done as a GM now winning a third championship, is it even does he ever come off the Mount Rushmore? Is there anything that could ever bring him off of the Mount Rushmore here?
0: Nope,
2: <laughs> hard not no. in my
0: opinion. He, he's he's uh he he has immortalized himself up there. Uh, when you know, in the same way that John Elway did for the Broncos, when you win, when you win as a player, especially you know, Joe Sagetsky's a captain and then come back and lead the organization to do another one as an executive, as the executive, the general manager, like, no, you're you're up there for life. You're solidified. It would take four other players captaining the team to two Stanley Cups and then becoming a cup-winning GM with the organization to knock him off, which I don't see that happening anytime soon.
2: (laughs) I mean, by default, that would have to take like <laughs> Forty years or something. Right? Like, just mathematically, he's <laughs> good for a while. So fair enough. Megan, do you feel the same way?
1: Yeah. Okay. I'm just trying to imagine if there's anyone like if Gabriel Landeskog were to have a role in the front office one day, he could make a case to be up there alongside with him. But mm-hmm. as it stands, I just don't think there's anybody that. Has had that his hands in the organization at every level, the way that Joe Sackick has. Yep. Yep.
2: Yeah. I, it's, I'm trying to think, like, theoretically, you know, let's say the Avs, this current iteration of the Avs goes on to be a dynasty or something, but he's still in the front office. So,
0: right. Well, I, mean, I mean, like, think about well, it. What, what part of this team or organization did Joe Sackick in, just inherit? Gabe Landeskog, which he may have even been in the front office when they drafted him to some extent at least uh, like
2: advisor or whatever. Yeah. Right.
0: Right. Like, like Joe Sackick has his hands on every bit of this team from coaching all the way down to, you know, fourth line waiver wire pickups. It has all been orchestrated by Joe Sackick. Uh, he built this team back up from 48 point bottom feeder to Stanley cup champion in five years. Um, yeah, he, he's honestly, man, like in my opinion, Joe Sackick has solidified himself on like the Denver sports Mount Rushmore. Uh, to me, it's like, it's him, John Elway. And then the other two are up for debate when you're talking about just Colorado sports in general. Uh, so yeah, Joe Sackick quite safe (laughs) up there.
2: I agree. I, I, I genuinely think he probably holds the number one spot now. Uh, mm-hmm. Before this cup, there was probably some debate with it being Patrick Waugh. Yeah. Uh, look, Joe Sackick is definitely more that Colorado guy. His career was significantly longer here. He was here from the beginning. Not, I mean, Waugh came a whole two months later, right? But <laughs> uh, still. The same question with Juan, though, right? Because you're talking about arguably the greatest player ever at his position who played eh, maybe not the majority, but half of his career in Colorado. So it, is it at least slightly more believable to see Waugh getting knocked off that, that mountain or no?
0: Megan, I always let you start with the goalies. <laughs>
1: How, so, like, is this really a four-person mountain we're dealing with?
2: This is a four-person. <laughs> for now, we're talking about a four-person mountain. Yeah,
1: <laughs> but I think there's plenty of mountain in Colorado that we could probably accommodate one more <laughs> person. But it's it's only because are the conversation is kind of it's between Forsberg and who would probably get ousted out of that in favor of someone else up and coming in avalanche history, and it could be someone like a Makar. Is that kind of where we're going to? It's between a Forsberg and a Wah. Who of those two would be ousted first?
2: Yeah, that's that's where we're headed.
1: Because I really don't want to answer that, but <laughs> I think I think it would be Forsberg sooner than it would be Wah. I, I don't like saying it because I actually really love Peter Forsberg, but yeah, it's just really hard to touch what Wah did because of. Goaltending as a position being so difficult, and the way that it can influence seasons if a goaltender is on versus off, and because Forsberg's injuries did shorten some of what would probably have been an even more incredible career.
2: Yeah, I mean, look, Peter Forsberg's my favorite player of all time. Um, yeah, and even I would say he comes off the mountain before WA does uh, not because he's not amazing, but uh, between the injuries and then ultimately the salary cap era ending his time in Colorado, it's really hard to, to keep him up there as, as Mr. Colorado hockey or whatever you want to call it. Like ultimately I believe at his peak, he was a better player than, than Joe Sakik was, mm-hmm. but it's just that his peak was, basically like a year and a half (laughs) and that was it.
0: Yeah. No, I, 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 am with Megan. So I, I do think, unfortunately, I think Sakic is the only one who is, you're never going to replace Joe Sakic. Um, obviously it's really hard to, you know, consider anyone above guys like Patrick Watt, Peter Forsberg, like in the hierarchy of, of a franchise, but I really do. I, I think Peter Forsberg may be the greatest player that ever played for the Avs in terms of just ability, talent, whatever you know. Whatever one word you want to boil that down to, he may have been that. But yeah, just the injuries and all that stuff just shortened it too much. The end of his career was really kind of weird. He had that weird comeback attempt twice, uh, twice. And then the retirement, you know, the morning before his first home game back. um, I think he, unfortunately, would come off just circumstances of his career before Patrick Waugh. But I think Patrick Waugh is pretty safe up there for right now. But I really do think that the way he left the organization and everything um, it just tainted it ever so slightly. Just ever so slightly. You're like, huh, man, there is a teeny tiny little bitter aftertaste to this. Very delicious piece of cake that I just had. Uh, that's kind of Patrick Waugh with, with the abs, how I see it right now.
2: It's, it's a good point. The The coaching stint probably did not help him. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Um, it, it's just more the way he left. Like, it's okay that he came here and didn't win five Stanley Cups in the year that he was here as a sure. coach, but it was the just it, it very much felt like he. Not saying this is what he did, but this is this is how it was perceived. He he kind of like abandoned the abs. Yeah, you guys aren't going the direction I think. I'm out of here. I'm gonna go find something else to do. And uh, again, that's another part of the reason why Joe Sakic winning this cup as a GM feels so much better. Because it's like he had, he could have also just jumped ship, especially after that 48 point season. You know, he did that interview. Uh, I think it was with the fan. During that 48-point season, they said, you know, Joe, you're retired. You're a Hall of Fame player, you know, whatever, whatever. Why are you doing this? And he said, to be honest, I don't know. He had every reason to just hightail it out of town, and he didn't. He stuck with it. Um, Joe sackett didn't. And, yeah, just a, the exit makes the Patrick Law. It's just a, it's a gross little footnote.
2: <laughs> I mean, you got to be fair, right? If you're giving Sakic credit, you have to take away from Law in that regard. Mm-hmm. um I, the other conversation about the classic era i'll put it that way uh, when we first did this as a year or two ago when uh, aj and i talked about this for the fourth spot he had adam foot and i had milan hayduke now it's a really tough comparison as the cops are coming to arrest megan for whatever <laughs> yeah. she's gonna answer to this <laughs> uh to answer this is is really really tough because on the one side you have Adam Foot who you know was the staple defenseman of the Colorado Avalanche for their entire run basically he was the guy that was always there but he did end up leaving the team at one point he did come back and was the captain of the team for a while at the end of his career and then on the other side you have Milan Hayduk who was the first guy that was really always an av right played his entire career as a colorado avalanche holds the games played record in an avalanche jersey never went anywhere else did win one of the two cups with the Avs. thousand games with one franchise correct yes a thousand and twenty games with the Avs. um you know one of the greatest goal scorers to play for the Avs. it's also wore the captaincy for one year uh, where do you guys fall? Is it foot or Hey Duke that we're ultimately going to say sorry? You're not on the on the Rushmore anymore. <laughs> uh, I, I think it's both. <laughs> Can't be both. You don't get to answer both.
0: Well, but I I just I I I think this year changed stuff. I don't think it's all about I don't think it's all about the. Or are you saying this is like the?
2: Yeah, I, like this, I agree. Neither are on it players? anymore. Yes, we're talking okay. classical only. Okay, I'm so. sorry. Oh, I thought it, sorry. we would save.
1: Right. Okay, okay.
2: Yeah, I agree yeah. that neither of them are on it anymore, but...
0: um, uh, This is really hard for me because Adam Foote was one of my favorite players Ever. But, like, it's it's almost just, like, by default because hey Duke has a 1,000 games as an av, only ever played. For, like, it almost just feels like it has to default to him, right?
2: That's how I felt about it. Statistically, yeah. it's really hard to pick against hey Duke, But Adam Foote does have that second cup.
0: Yeah. Mm. <sighs> yeah, I, I'll... I'll... I'll default it to HeyDuke just because I think it is something to play. And again, it wasn't up to foot. He was traded and, and stuff like that. But I do think there is something to be said about playing your whole career with one, not only one organization, but one team. And like you said, being the first one to do that a thousand games with the abs was the captain for one year. And he was the one that chose Gabe Landeskog and kind of passed that torch. Um, as like i said adam Foote's one of my favorite players ever uh but i will take milan heduk
2: it's i think heduk just holds enough things along the way too you mentioned the the cumulative stats he's also an av that has scored 50 goals so yep. the other guys who have scored that are on this mount rushmore
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh art ross that year right yeah 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 um yeah it just again they were both great the adam foot final shift is iconic in in Avs history um and, and adam foot like really did seem like he loved being an Av and and being in colorado and stuff like that and, and you know hey duke still lives here um but yeah, I, I don't. Know. I think I'll go with Hayduke just on the like you said, Rudo on the on the stats by themselves. It's hard to it's hard to beat that.
2: Our moisture is correct. He did win the Rocket, not the Art Ross. My bad.
0: Yes, 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 yes. Sorry.
2: Uh, Megan, same boat.
1: I didn't know if I wanted to derail the conversation yet because this topic got me to thinking about the state of Hockey Town, USA, and Colorado. <laughs> and, and I'll derail it a little bit later, but one thing that got me thinking about that earlier was the ties that players still have to Colorado, and that's Heyduke and his sons playing here, Foot and his sons also having gone up and played here, both through the Thunderbirds program, which is what was going to make me talk about State of Hockey Town USA, was hmm. just the different levels of hockey that exist in Colorado that have produced some pretty impressive results. But If you say for that reason, me. I swear are, to God. No. No, but do you? I was going to put it in this conversation and I'm not sure if I'm ready to do it, but they are tied for the most national championships of any college hockey program. And even just the beginning of the NCAA tournament was hosted in Colorado Springs and even between CC and Air Force, there's a lot of reasons to look to Colorado as a growing destination for successful hockey. But anyways, I'm derailing that way more than I meant to. But looking at the ties that Aduk and Foot have to Colorado makes it hard for me to choose between them because that was even Rye, with Forsberg and Wa. I know that Forsberg comes back to Colorado every single year. It just I know he's some businesses tied up here too that he still tends to, but it, he always comes to games and he's always at a game Wah isn't involved in that same way the way that Forsberg is, and that endears me to these players together so it's hard to choose one over the other um and i kind of wanted a defenseman represented in this mount rushmore and so i'm like maybe it is foot i don't know I'm would, really would it sway you at all
0: if i told you adam foot was rooting against the abs in the stanley cup final
1: i know because of his kids <laughs> no I, I know i know just... it, it wouldn't
0: <laughs> i was mostly just being tongue-in-cheek i mean he was
1: but <laughs> <laughs> we, all, we all know why I just love them all too much But I also loved Heyduke So I, I see the merit for the Heyduke argument And I can definitely reconcile it But they all are pretty important Because I see what the organization meant to them And has continued to mean in their lives To put roots down in Colorado And Milan Heyduke becomes a citizen of the United States in Colorado It's just really cool
0: Well, and and all jokes, aside, like Adam foot. I saw him at a couple of games after the game. And I will tell you, he was not wearing like lightning stuff. Obviously that's, he was there supporting his son and all that stuff. Like he was not like decked out. So I I laughed because without even talking to him, like, yeah, you can tell this is like a little bit of an internal struggle for him. Like, you know, the organization (laughs) that he, to your point, Megan, like he's obviously attached roots to, and his son, like, but yeah, I just, I thought that was a funny little, um, you know, note. And maybe at other points during the series, he had, you know, jerseys on and stuff like that. But when I saw him, uh, around the final, yeah, he was not decked out in lightning stuff. And I just, I found that funny.
2: Uh, a couple of thoughts from the chat. Someone says Adam, John says Adam Deadmarsh is number four. Nope. No. Very fun, fun player, but not really close to the Mount Rushmore. Yeah. Uh, no. Moisters asks, would Drury Tenge or Ozilinch have made a bigger case than Heyduke or Foot if they had their entire careers here?
0: Tang is the one.
2: In yeah. Uh, Tenge, I, I think the answer is ultimately no. If Tenge spent his whole career here, he's maybe close to that Heyduke conversation. As, like, a guy who's definitely not a Hall of Famer, but maybe is in the conversation for getting his number retired here.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Had, had Alex Tangier stayed here his whole career. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, I think that's a good way of putting it. I, I think you're in that conversation of could this guy have his number retired? And honestly, a, a lot of that uh, is driven by his game seven, 2001 performance. And then like Tangier went on to have a good career after yeah, he played
2: that. He a thousand games. Good, yeah, good but... productive
0: career. Had an one or two
2: eighty-point seasons.
0: Um, so yeah, I, I think had he stayed here the whole time and had a couple of those years that he had in Calgary uh, here with the Avs and played more with the with the young core of McKinnon and Landy uh, than he did at the end of his career. Uh, yeah, I think I, th- I think it's possible that he could have been in that car. I mean, he had a fifty-five point season. His first year back with the abs near the end of his career. I forgot that he had a real good year that first year.
2: That was Drury, Patrick
1: year.
2: So Drury is a weird one. Um, I don't, he just didn't have the longevity that tange had really. And that's kind of why I don't see him making it. Like he didn't even really get close to a thousand games. His point totals weren't that good. And and Drury is one of those players where I think uh, the Avalanche fan base probably overrates him a lot. Because, <laughs> yeah, in Colorado, he was Mr. Clutch, right? Like he was guaranteed to give you that big goal. Yeah. Um, but. He never really was close to a point-per-game player. He was like a 50-point guy for most of his career. It wasn't anything that impressive statistically. Right. So.
0: And to the comments saying we're too young to know the contributions of Adam Deadmarsh, like, I, I, I literally, literally grew, grew up yeah. on Adam
2: Deadmarsh. We all watched. All three of us were alive for all three abs cups. <laughs> Megan just barely, but she was alive.
0: <laughs> well, I'm like... That's honestly kind of the point of all of it is like, oh, you're too young. He was gone and out of town by the time you were old enough. It's like, no, but that actually does kind of prove the point of why he's not on the Mount Rushmore. Good, again, <laughs> great player. Good player. Good, good in his time here. Yeah. Not a it. top four av of all time.
2: Also the dude they were willing to move for Rob Blake, so.
0: I guess, yeah, you can get him on the – all time trade Mount Rushmore,
2: and then his career immediately derailed because of concussions, unfortunately. But yeah, not uh, not a
0: long career after he left Colorado. I I forgot about that.
2: Yeah, he had some serious head issues, unfortunately. But that was the game back then, which is unfortunate. Uh, anyway, we got a a new sponsor for you here. They're called Game Time and. They are game time tickets. You can go right now down to the link in the description. If you're looking to purchase tickets to events here in Colorado, this is the best way to do it. If you love DNVR, you'll love game time. So jump on it. Over 15 million people have downloaded the Game Time app and scored the best seats to all your favorite events. It's a great way to save money. You can get up to 16% off tickets when you look for them on Game Time. So great way to go that. Uh, highly recommend. I genuinely, we've worked with a couple of other companies that like sell tickets over the years. Mm -hmm. This one is the easiest and the cheapest way to get it done. So jump on game time today. Highly recommend. If you haven't gotten the app, you'll get it there again. Great deals all the way around. And, uh, I don't want to spoil anything, but abs tickets are going to be expensive this year. You know, (laughs) it's not going to be easy an easy ticket to get anymore. So, Game time is a great way to find some great deals there, wherever you want to sit in Ball Arena or otherwise. So, again, get on over to it today. Download the Game Time app right now. Get in on it. Again, link down in the description to make it easy for you to go get over there uh, if you're watching us here on YouTube. Also brought to you by Avaca TV. So if you can't go to the game, you can at least watch it with the TV. That's ca dot tv slash Colorado ten. If you go there right now, you get ten bucks off for the first three months. So TV's just fifteen dollars a month. Super great deal. It comes with altitude. It's got AT and T Sportsnet. It's got the national channels. It's even got NFL Network for football. Plus a bunch of other TV channels and movies and all sorts of stuff for sixty total channels. So it's got just totally covered. Avaca is. It's kind of great. I don't know. I don't have any complaints. I've never heard anyone have any complaints about Avaca TV, if I'm being <laughs> honest with you. They're just like, cool, it has the channels that I actually want to watch, and mm-hmm. it works. So great. Uh, even after the first three months, it's only 25 bucks a month, so way cheaper than your other options as well. Jump on it. Avaca, game time. Between the two of them, you shouldn't be missing any games. Uh, the second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. I want to get into the crossover uh, of of these two Mount Rushmores, but I also want to build a current Avalanche Mount Rushmore. And obviously McKinnon's on it. Obviously McCar's on it. Is, it. is it as easy as Landy and Miko or three and four?
0: Landy, yes. Can I put Jared Bednar
2: on it? Saved him for Crazy Horse. Save, right. Save him for
0: Crazy. <laughs> um. If I'm building it today, and everyone's gonna laugh when I say this, the fourth is probably if you're doing it right now today. A year from now, this answer might even be different. It's probably Eric Johnson as the fourth, just because of the
2: kind of like the hey-duke thing. Like, sure, longest tenured current I have. Right,
0: the guy's yeah. been the guy's been here for all of it. Uh, you know, been put through the ringer physically. Uh, you know, he, he's, he's worn a lot of criticism in this market for his play in the years of the past, uh, you know, battled through a lot and then for him to play the way he did it on this cup run. And honestly, I thought he was going to pull the Ray Bork and, and retire after, after the cup. Um, like I said, right now today, if you're actually talking about like what they mean to the organization, it's probably EJ Um, but again, you fast forward six, seven months and it's probably Miko, um, as that next one, but I don't know, as, as maybe Eric Johnson's most vocal critic, uh, something has to be said for the role that he's played internally on this team. And, uh, like I said, that's, that's not nothing.
2: Megan, that's a face that says I don't agree.
1: (laughs) I don't know who I would put there. I feel like I'd want to leave that open. I feel bad that I'm not solid that it should be Miko, but I'm not really solid that it should be anyone else either like I could see someone like Bowen Byron meaning a lot to this organization and its history in the future and I could see him emerging as someone that belongs up there but I'd feel bad demeriting Miko like that I just don't feel as strongly about it Uh, I
2: I think it is Miko right now but also Val just signed an 8 year deal
1: (laughs) great point but,
0: but so like Here's my thing. You're talking about putting someone's face into stone. <laughs> like, are, are, are we just are we just are we just listing like who are the four best players? Because like, yeah, the four best players is very different than yeah.
2: No, it's are, not who, just the four best players, right? It's who, like who, who, are who are meant the, four the most to the that, organization for sure. Right.
0: That should be immortalized as part of this organization. Um So I mean, like, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think there's a lot of guys in that, in that next tier. Miko, yeah, maybe a guy like Val. I mean, shit, how many big goals does Arturi Lekkinen need to score on a playoff run to get That's in the conversation? You know what I mean? True. Like,
2: um, yeah, if you're considering a Chris Drury, you gotta consider Lekkinen.
0: Right, right. So you know, I, I think there's a few of those guys that, depending on what happens in the next couple of years, um, yeah, you know, just pop it in the chat shit you could even make an argument for kadri i mean he's got two iconic moments uh, on that playoff run that'll be remembered forever in avs history but like if you if you're talking about like big picture current roster who are the people that are kind of like the the heartbeat of the organization for me it's kale it's mckinnon it's landy
2: it's ej yeah and again
0: as someone who spent the entire year shit talking ej i <laughs>
2: I have a hard time taking EJ over Miko at this point. Yeah. And definitely. and my only like drawback for Miko is he's only has 3 years left on that deal. And you know, if he signs his extension, I think it's easily Miko.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: But if he walks at the end of that deal, he, maybe he ends up in that situation of of like Tange or or something like that. Right. Um and then uh, I think Really, I think Megan is is quietly on to something with her maybe leave that spot open for Bo and Byram. (laughs) It doesn't
1: even have to be just Byram. I just feel like we're talking about a player who captures the spirit of the avalanche. And that's really hard to think of just one more person to fill that spot. And it's not to say that Miko doesn't. I just don't know. It's... I like,
2: I kind of understand what you're saying. It's he's not uh, McKinnon, Landy McCarr. They all feel like they're the core leadership, right. Of the group. And Miko, obviously an insane player, but he does have that air about him of being like kind of the little brother of the team. where right. he Just kind of follows everyone else around.
0: Right. Right. That's, and that's, and that's my thing for it. Where again, like at the end of the day, we can be as close to the team as, as we think we are. We're not inside that room, but that is the vibe that I get that like, yeah, Miko is the, is the guy on the team, get on the team that shows up. He's funny. He keeps everyone loose. You know, he has fun at practice. He messes around. He laughs, he jokes. And then he gets on the ice and just shits on everyone. Cause he's so good. And it's just like, how is this goofy kid who's just bouncing around the locker room this good? And that's kind of how I see Miko, where it's like, absolutely, he's a top three player on this team. But yeah, I just, I, I, I don't know if he's like at the core the same way some of these other guys are.
2: Okay, so ultimately we have to build the the combo Mount Rushmore, put it together. <laughs> Who takes that fourth spot? Is it Kale? Is it McKinnon? I think it's probably a stretch to put Landy there, but some people might. What's so you saying? We're, if we're putting them together, yeah, I'm I'm assuming today, Sackic, Wa, Forsberg are all still on it.
0: for For me, if if I had to commission the Asmount Mount Rushmore today, August thirtieth, twenty twenty two, it's Sackic, Wa, McCar, McKinnon.
2: Knocking Forsberg off already.
0: The cup, the cup
2: changes things. The yeah, cup it does. changes. It, you're not cup wrong. The cup
0: changes things.
2: Megan, do you are are you keeping Forsberg on? Are you are you uh, making us choose a little bit harder?
1: If it's happening today, I think Forsberg stays on one more season. But depending on what happens this next year. I could be on board with McKinnon and McCarr both being on there in Forsberg.
2: There is a very, very good chance McKinnon passes Forsberg in all time abs points this coming season. He's about 60 points behind him. So that's going to happen. Yeah, And my thing is, and people are going to roast me for this. But I don't think Makar should be on it yet. The guy doesn't even have 200 NHL games yet. And I say this believing Makar might be the best player in the world today. (laughs) But when you're talking about a Mount Rushmore, longevity and the entire scope of a player's career is very, very important to me. And Makar's career just isn't long enough yet. I 100% believe he will be there in a couple of years. He might be the top guy on the Mount Rushmore. But today, I have a hard time putting Kale on it yet.
0: See, and for me, the games played is part of the reason why I've got him up there already. I think it was AJ who said it last week. Like you are talking about a guy who's not at 200 games yet, and if if the NHL shut down tomorrow, and like yeah, we're not playing any more games ever, like Kale McCarr would still have an argument to be in the hall of fame. Like he's, he's done so much in 170, whatever games it is. Uh, he's accomplished so much with the avalanche that I, 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 like, I just, I think the start of his career has been that impressive that, um, by age, whatever it is now, 23, he's got a Calder, a Norris, a cup and a con Smythe. It's like, no other, no other AB has ever accomplished something like that
2: so quickly. And, and I agree. Like, again, I think. No, I'm, it, I'm with your thought process. Like, it I, it two or three more you. years and he's on there, but. Yeah, for sure. You know, let the guy get to 300 NHL games mm. before it's like, he's God. No. <laughs> <laughs> but. You know, it's it's a fair point. The given given the amount of stuff he's won in 180 games, right? Uh, it's not too bad, not too bad of a career so far for Kale. Um, so no consideration for Landy at all, despite being the captain of this this wave. Yeah. Okay.
0: Well, it's not no love for him at all, but to me, I think he's coming next it's just these are the you know these are your these are your bus drivers for for me you know who those are the two guys who went out and said get on our backs yeah, we'll I mean, get you there
2: i i i agree i i think when it's all done it's going to be really hard not to build the fifth head for landy is how it's going to end up basically
0: so uh, so this is my question before we get into the the last segment here with the kind of extras is there, or I guess what is the scenario have to be for us to end up with like a, a an abs Mount Rushmore of like a Sackick McKinnon, McCarr Landy? Like it, it, is it? What? Two more cups out of this core I, three more cups out of this core is for, for someone like Landy to knock a guy like Patrick Waugh off of,
2: I mean, they have to be a true dynasty at that point, I think. Landy needs to be the 80-point guy. He's been a point-per-game guy he's been for the last couple of years for like the next three or four, maybe more. Mm -hmm. To knock off. for Landy to knock off is going to be really hard. Yeah,
0: I agree. I think it's possible. Yeah,
2: never say never, right?
1: I could see Landy having involvement in the A's organization after retiring from being mm-hmm. a player. I kind of yeah. joked about it earlier, but I could genuinely see it. So yeah. I think that would make a strong case for it too. Yeah, could definitely yeah, be. If, if they did something like rattle
0: off two more cups like this course, so Landy ends up with three, which I know I'm saying that like so ho hum. I don't know what <laughs> two more championships. But like if he were to do something like that, and then yeah, join the organization and and ha- you know play a prominent role. Yeah,
2: could be could be doable. But, and I think, you know, with the goaltender position especially, uh, there is, the shine kind of fades as the years go on mm-hmm. with Patrick Waugh. And just because the goalie position, look at the goalie position every 30 years and how much that position changes, it's it's just so ridiculously vast
0: well and, and then another thing too and, and like this is, this is by no means me like this doesn't tarnish his career or anything like that but again you just think about how does it change if patrick wall wins that game seven against the red wings and the abs went back-to-back cups you know because right. then then he knocked off the red wings in game seven uh in detroit like there's just now another layer to it um but I mean, it was that horrific, horrific game seven that was like traumatizing. It, so just tries to block it
2: out. Uh, I mean, there's a million what ifs along along the way, right? What if that Avalanche super team, nah. doesn't just never figure it out and and walk and kind of go out of the league yeah. on top of the world?
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, but not the world we live in. So yeah, yeah unfortunate but true we are brought to you by breckenridge brewery they have the Hoot and hootenanny coming up in the 8th and 9th of october it's a big old event for their 32nd birthday they're certainly old enough to remember adam Deadmarsh. <laughs> uh, you can go down to their place in littleton the farmhouse it's an amazing venue just to go and hang out but they're also having a big festival with all sorts of music planned including the spin doctors they got games they have of course their beer and their amazing merch Got to get down there. Got to go get your tickets now. Uh, you can go to Breckbrew.com for more info, but highly recommend, even if you can't make the Hootenanny, to just go down there and have a beer because Breck Brew is amazing. If you want to get down to the Hootenanny, uh, you can go right now over to uh, a site that I definitely know and don't have to look up. <laughs> uh, yeah, all right. Yeah, all right. They're also doing a bunch of giveaways. Sorry, I got I to gotta let you know. They're giving away a bunch of awesome stuff. So make sure you get in on it and, and check out all of that stuff. If you haven't, again, super awesome, hootenanny, brettbrew.com to get all of your info on the tickets. Uh, there's also a link in the description for that too. So we make your life easy. If you want to go do cool stuff, just go into our description and click the links. Also brought to you, of course, by Foco. If you want to build uh, your own mount rushmore of avalanche bobbleheads focus <laughs> the place to go get them so go over there they have all sorts of merch for all of the colorado sports teams not just bobbleheads but they have shirts pants shoes hats all the clothes you can imagine other collectibles as well i think they have necklaces and, and earrings and And all sorts of cool stuff. You just got to go over to FOCO.com and check out it all. It's a bunch of cool and wacky and crazy stuff. A lot of it is licensed by the teams as well. So official merch. Uh, Again, that's FOCO.com. And when you purchase from them, use code DNVR to get 10% off the price. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. All right. So I know we have some non-American fans I assume you all know what Mount Rushmore is, but some of you might not know about Crazy Horse. Uh, Crazy Horse is another uh, statue. Are we calling this a, st- a bust uh, <laughs> made not- out of a mountain monument? That's that's probably the correct. Mon- yeah, mon- I, I was sitting there trying to think, but monument. Except for does it, it count as a monument if it's like entirely unfinished? <laughs> because they got like <laughs> it's half a monument. Uh, Anyway, it's another guy Blown out of a mountainside That they tried to make a giant Monument out of And I wanted to reserve the crazy horse Of of Colorado for a, A coach Now, I don't think It's really worth having the discussion You guys can disagree, but I think With this Stanley Cup, Jared Bednar is the best coach In Avalanche history by a lot Yep so my question would be who is the best coach in Colorado sports history and the only one that I think really competes and and honestly I think a lot of people would say would beat Bednar is Shanahan for the Broncos
0: uh yeah and and, and like that's one where uh like Jared Bednar could surpass him with, with another championship. Yeah. I mean, Mike Shanahan, uh, you just, you hear players talk about playing for Mike Shanahan and nobody ever has a bad thing to say. Um, Again, I'm not like an X's and O's football guy, but I'm given to understand that there was things that Mike Shanahan did uh, that influenced the way that football is coached, is played. Um, And he's another one who, like i when i lived downtown i'd see him walking around downtown having dinner with people all the time like he loves being in denver um but yeah like you know I, I in terms of hockey in terms of the abs like i think before this season bob hartley had an argument but after this season i love me some bob hartley when you're the winningest coach, you've coached the most games now you've got a cup uh like it's just it's it's really really hard for there to be any legitimate Bob Hartley argument other than we're nostalgic and we love Bob Hartley which like I'm right there with you but it's it's JB it's JB all day right now.
2: I yeah I I really don't think it's even worth having a conversation when it comes to <laughs> Avalanche coaches. Um Megan I'm not sure how well you know DU's hockey coaches.
1: But Do you? I, oh, yeah. Glazdecki and Montgomery would be the best.
2: Yeah, that's. I, I think Glazdecki, especially, is maybe one people don't think about that could have a have a hat in this ring, perhaps.
1: I was gonna jokingly say Glazdecki, but I <laughs> didn't think that would land.
2: <laughs> I hey, I mean, I I'd be willing to hear an argument for it. I'll put it when you have a a team like DU who's a perennial contender.
1: Yeah, and and I I don't know if it was under his coaching that they did the back to backs. I'm assuming at least one. It was like oh four and oh five.
2: He started in '94 and went to 2013.
1: So okay, so he was there for back to back championships. So that that earns, and now they're one of the winningest uh, programs in college hockey. So I think he gets to have a hand in that they're tied with Michigan for nine national championships. I think it's pretty impressive.
0: Well, and don't leave out like he's now also with valor. You know I mean? Again, I I don't know exactly what all they've done the last couple of years with all the COVID stuff, but I mean, like I know he's had some pretty good success with valor, um, you know, local high school dude turned down the job interview before they got, before they had Jared Bednarks. He was like, no, I like what I'm doing here. So like, he's, He's had his hand in in hockey in Colorado at, at several levels. Um, I, I I think I think it'd be hard to put him there over a guy like Jared Benner who's won a Stanley Cup. But <laughs> I, I definitely think if if you're doing like a Colorado hockey coaches Mount Rushmore, I think Guazdecki's up there like no doubt about it.
2: So just when, you, when we call it the Colorado Hockey Mount Rushmore, we, we got to yeah. at least give a little bit of a nod yeah. to, to some of that situation. Um, obviously, it's hard to cover players from DU just because the four-year cycle, it's really, really hard to be an NCAA player that stays in Colorado long enough to really make that much of a name for yourself. Um, other than, you know, Paul Stasny went to DU and then stayed here with the Avs. So things like that. But. Uh, LOC! Yeah, there you go. We'll see. Probably not making Mount Rushmore. <laughs>
1: <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Maybe <laughs> a DU Mount Rushmore?
2: That's true. DU, has- D-U
0: Mount
1: Rushmore?
2: <laughs> Probably doesn't even make that, honestly.
0: Yeah, I was going to say a DU alum Mount
1: Rushmore.
2: <laughs> I don't know. He's
0: maybe on the fringes. Pretty good dude. <laughs>
1: I think he's
2: alive. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, uh, I, I'm i pretty comfortable with, with what we came up with today. Uh, I like it. it. I think it will be an interesting conversation in a couple more years, you know, where people start to feel about Miko. What if Bowen Byram emerges? Maybe someone like Alex Newhook becomes a guy that comes into this mm-hmm. conversation. It's. It's interesting to think about, and I know it doesn't feel like it, but the Avs as an organization that are now, what, 27 years old this year? Crazy. It feels like that's forever. And in the grand scheme of things compared to like original six teams, the Avs are an extremely young organization. They don't have that laundry list of history of of players and classics and and all of these things so it, it's one of those things where it feels like I'm living history right now in Colorado <laughs> for yeah. their sports teams yeah
0: uh, well no I, I was gonna say these conversations are are usually funny because it's uh like when you're talking like Mount Rushmore you're usually is trying to fill time but like when I was logging on for this show, I was actually kind of laughing to myself because I said, like, I know there's a lot of people who are just going to still view this as like, Oh, off season pod, they're doing a Mount Rushmore. But with the cup this year, I really do. Regardless of how you actually feel about it. Yeah. um, Like, I I do feel like this has become an actual conversation for.
2: Would not have have done this topic if they didn't win the thing.
0: (laughs) Yeah. 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 Like, you know, are, are you starting to see a changeover? Cause it is, it's, we were talking about star Wars a couple weeks ago on the show. And AJ was talking about how like a lot of the original movies are just bad. And it sucks when you're a big fan of star Wars because you're like, no, like screw you. Like they're, those are great movies, but like, I'm a huge fan of star Wars. When you go back and rewatch them, they aren't very good, but you love them. Cause they're from when you were younger and you remember growing up watching them. And, uh, y- you know, they're like part of your like core memories. And the same thing happens in sports where it's like it's really fun to remember like those legacies and the legacy teams and all that stuff. But then you take a step back and it's like, whoa, wait a minute. We might be like living right in the middle of this same thing right now. And there are some maybe equally as all-time greats playing on the team right now. And they have a championship. It's not all just, you know, you dreaming on what they could do. Like, no, someone has the day with the cup today. And so it's just, yeah, This every now and then this can be an actually fun conversation. And just like golden on n 64. Yes, Ryan, (laughs) you are correct. (laughs) I Um, I got a PS two like last year. I was like, Oh, it's going to be so awesome to play all these old games. And you start playing it. And it's like, Oh (laughs) (laughs) yeah.
2: That is one very pixelated person. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Can you do a review of where you guys landed? So, classic era. Sackick, Wah, Forsberg, Heyduke. Modern era. McKinnon. (laughs) McCarr. Landy.
0: Go with yours. Go with yours. Go with yours. It's there.
2: Miko, probably, but the fourth spot up for debate. Uh, Combined, Sackick, Wah, McKinnon. McCarr was the was the winning one there. And then Jared Bednar's crazy horse.
1: Crazy horse.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think we nailed it. If the Colorado like, Department of Tourism or whoever it is that deals with this, like type of stuff wants to reach out to us, <laughs> email is in each of our collective bios on Twitter, just there you go. Just let us know, we'll we'll get it all squared away for you.
1: That patchy spot in Colorado Springs near Pikes Peak. The bird yes. spot. Boom. Yes. There's nothing there. It's it Done.
2: It. done. I mean, Parks look, and rec. I, just call us. I think it'd be easy to turn the flat irons into, into faces, right? <laughs> Over my boulder. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> Screw it. Red Rocks. Just there you right go. there.
2: <laughs> just deface all of the the natural <laughs> Colorado beauty we can.
0: Yeah. Just uh just right there on the side.
2: <laughs> okay. Any final thoughts on, on Mount Rushmore's abs or otherwise? Nope. Nope. All right, cool. We're going to get out of here for the day. We appreciate all y'all listed and hanging out with us. It's always fun to have these all time sort of conversations if you ask me. So hope y'all enjoyed. We will be back tomorrow with a, it should be a pretty interesting show. I'm I'm looking forward tomorrow. You're probably going to want to want to tune into that one just to see what's up. So until then we will talk to you later.